for some weeks now, God has been speaking to me from a particular Bible verse. It's a prophetic Bible verse, and I kind of feel it's a verse that the end time church, it's our calling on this time. And it's going to come up in our screen. It's Zechariah chapter 8, verse 23. It says, I read from the New Living Translations, this is what the Lord of heaven armies says. In those days, 10 men from different nations and languages of the world would clutch at the sleeve of one Jew, and they will say, please let us walk with you, for we have heard that God is with you. This is a prophetic picture for the end time church, that the end time church will be so, they will carry God in a way that 10 men from different nations, you know, we scratch their skirts and say, oh, I've seen that God is with you. This is closely linked to another prophetic verse in Isaiah chapter two, verse one where it says, in the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be exalted above the knee, and nations will flow into it. This is very important because when you understand the demand and the expectation of heaven for a time, it helps your preparation, it helps the way you posture yourself, it helps the way you position yourself. There's a particular tribe the Bible called in, in the Bible, the tribe of Issachar. They had an understanding of the times and seasons. This is a time that God wants to bring the nations. So it's, it's a prophetic word over the church that different nations, we hold the skirt of he that is a Jew. We are all Abraham's children. So that's the church. That is, they will see something about us and they're like, I, we've heard that God is with you and they will go with us. That's the mandate upon us. So this is important. So you expect it because God will bring the nations to your various spheres. He will. He is already. But the question is, do you recognize that it's not accidental? It's not coincidental? Mo just shared the Ukraine that God brought. It's, he's doing it already in our streets. He's doing it already. But the question is, are you aware that there's a purpose why God is doing that? It's not just coincidental. So I just want to encourage us to do that. The other verse that God has been speaking in my spirit all and we build up to the sermon is John 20, 12, 24. It says, I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone, but its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. This is a scripture about Jesus. He had to die. His death and resurrection gave us many sons and daughters to the Lord. But I feel it's a prophetic picture as well for us that something in us needs to die and in the context of this teaching is the ability to not listen. You know, oftentimes we, we're so full of ourselves, myself inclusive, you have your opinion, you want to share it. And I kind of feel God is saying, it's time to be still, like Clayton said earlier, and know that I'm good. Yeah. It's time to just relax and listen to people and see what God does. Amen. Amen. Our God is a listening God. Our God is a listening God. All true scriptures, you see, the Bible always says, let him that has ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. There's so many references of that. Let him that has ear, let him hear. Isaiah 65 verse 2, God says, for you answer our prayers. All of us must come to you. God is a God that answers. He listens. And he, you remember, he created us in his image. So we all have the ability to listen. Because we are created in the image of God. It might not be fully developed in various, the, 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 the rate or the degree 
to which we, we all listen differs, but it's in us potentially. We can cultivate it. We can grow in it because God created us in his image. And that's our prayer in this. That's actually my prayer for us, that God will help us to be those that listen like him. God listens. James 1.19, a very profound scripture, it says, understand these, my brothers and, and dear, my, understand these, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. That's, that's, we must be quick to listen and slow to speak. Earlier, when Andy started the sermon series, he talked about one mouth, two ears. That's the proportion, you know, slow to speak, but quick to listen. That's the demand. God it's, wants us to be those that listen. God wants us to be those that listen. The Oxford Advanced Learners Dictionary defines listen. It means to pay attention to somebody or something that you can hear. Pay attention. The emphasis, the main words, pay attention. You know, many times we hear things that we don't pay attention to. You hear it, but you're actually not paying attention. If somebody says, what did you just say? You can't even remember, but you heard it. You're not paying attention. Naturally, most of us don't pay attention. You know, I have a knack of singing songs with the wrong lyrics. <laughs> Bola always calls me out on it. The moment I, I just tend to find, if it's the, I find the replacement word that makes sense, you know, and just that's, <laughs> and just sing, sing it so long as it makes it's clean and I just find the word. And do you know the truth? It's just because of being lazy of not wanting to pay attention. It, you know, just the laziness of not paying attention. And, and, and the book we're using for the sermon series, it's called a, a, a word, the phenomenon is called, a, is it Mother Green? M O N D E G R W E N. I don't know the pronunciation. Mother Green. It's a phenomenon. It's known. Lots of people just fill in words, just use lyrics. They don't, they don't really, we don't really pay attention. It's just emphasizing the power of not listening, which we all fall into that category at some point or the other. We are so quick to just move on. We are always so quick to, to just to, 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 to give our own opinion. You know, do you know at times you're listening? You're, somebody's speaking to you. I'm, I'm guilty of this. I'm just queuing up and waiting for what I want to say next. You, you know, so you're not really, it's just like, and if you're not even careful at times, I even interrupt. <laughs> the, the, the patience, the impatience of waiting. We're all guilty of this. That just shows how not listening is such a big problem in today's world. Earlier, when the sermon series started by Andy, loneliness is a big problem in our world. You know, it's so, people are not listening. Most people don't listen. And I guess the whole point of this sermon series is to encourage us to do active listening. Because listening, in, according to the dictionary, it's a verb. It's an action word. Even though you're not really physically doing anything, you need to engage your mind and be present in the moment and be there. And you know the funny things? People can read through when you're listening or not. It's so easy. People can just retrace like a book that you're not there. You know, yes, mm, mm, you know you're, you're there, but you're busy doing something else. It, even when you're, you're doing it online or they're not seeing your face, it comes across when you're not listening. I guess what I'm just trying to say is God wants us as a people 
to be those that are listening. They are very, according to the book, there are some four questions that can help us to become better listeners. The first one is like history. So you can always ask people to tell them your story. Tell me your story. Where did you grow up? And genuinely listen. You know, you can, you can ask them, what's your favorite team, restaurant, holiday destination, and listen. You know, you can ask what habits, what are you into? What do you like to do in your free time? Those questions are easy questions that you can use to just listen, to get to know people. A final one is hearts. What, what, what is hurting you at the moment? What's the pain? What's, you know, people are looking for people that will listen to them. And that's what the Bible wants us to be, those that listen. The more I, as I was preparing for this, I just, um, Sam, and I remember the words of um, Roosevelt many years ago, one of the American presidents. He said, no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. No one cares how much you know until, you know until they know how much you care. Do you really care? And listening is a way you can show care. It could show love. It could, you come across genuine when you take your time to listen to people. And oftentimes, it's not because you have the solution. We know the solution is Christ. But just listen. It opens doors. The popular book by Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, said this, one of them says, seek to understand before being understood. And listening will allow you to do that. Seek to understand before being understood. We're always in a hurry to give our opinion. There was a season in my life where I, I love to do outreach, to go on the streets, to reach out to share the gospel. But there was a season when I used to do outreach that I was more interested in what I had to say, which is the greatest news, the gospel. You know, and they, I'm just, it's almost like I talk at people, you know, just come, you know, I just say the passion of it. And God took me through a learning process. I said, no, don't do it that way. You know, try to make it conversational, engage people. And most part of when I came to the UK nine years ago, and I started doing that style God had taught me, and just listen to people and ask them questions. And do you know when I compare both outreaches, I'll be more effective with the later. When I listen to people, and that's what we do on the streets. When we go out, we ask questions. Did you have faith when you were younger? Do you have faith now? And just that question we ask with the outreach team, we tend to do that. People just go, oh, yes, I used to have when I was younger, blah, 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 blah. and they just go on, and you listen, and listen. And in fact, most of the time, I spend more time listening to them than saying what I want to say. But if I'll be honest with you, I still struggle. I want to still say what I want to say. <laughs> you know. But the truth is, you don't have to every time. At times, just listening is powerful enough it's so powerful enough to bless our neighbors and the people God puts in our path. We have to become intentional about listening and seeking to understand. When, when people are unheard and un, unknown, they feel unloved. When people are unheard and unknown, they feel unloved. But when we take the time to listen and get to know people, that's when people truly feel loved and blessed. You know, when we listen, people are known and they feel loved. That's what we are all about. 
Let's look at our text for this preach and just pick out some lessons from Luke 18, 35 to 43. This, it will come up on the screen. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. When he heard the noise of a crowd going past, he asked what was happening. They told him that Jesus of Nazareth was going by. So he began shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, the people in front yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and ordered that the man be brought to him. As the man came there, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, he said, I want to see. And Jesus said, all right, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see, and he followed Jesus, praising God, and all who saw it praised God too. From these verses, there are three characters, Jesus, the blind beggar, the crowd. So we're just going to look at what Jesus did. Starting with Jesus, there was so much noise, yet Jesus could hear the cry and the voice of the blind beggar. In the middle of the noise, Jesus could still listen and hear the voice of the blind beggar. Jesus' ear was tuned to hear, his, hear the voice of the blind beggar in the midst of the crowd. That's the first thing. He, despite the crowd, Jesus' ear could still hear the voice of the blind beggar. Another thing Jesus, we can pick from that, but Jesus allowed himself to be interrupted from his planned journey to Jericho. Remember, Jesus was going to Jericho, but he allowed himself. He was happy to be stopped from his planned journey and listen. I think that's one of the biggest challenges to not listening in our various contexts. Our plans. You know, I plan to do this, I plan to do that. Especially in our work, in a work context. You know you have deadlines. Then somebody is coming. In fact, you're so in the zone that you, it, the interruption is even annoying you. You know, because I need to get this done. But oftentimes, allowing ourselves to be interrupted gives opportunity to listen. Many people don't listen. Many people are just in a hurry. So Christ expects us to be like him. He, was, he interrupted, he allowed himself to be interrupted from his planned journey to Jericho. Would you allow yourself to be interrupted in your context? I need to go shopping. I need to do this. And there's an opportunity to have a good chat with your neighbor just by the, by the door. But you're so much in a hurry and you lose that opportunity. And at times, just listen, How have you, what have you been up to? You know, and, and it doesn't have to be something spiritual. That's one thing where I just want to lay. It doesn't have, it's just people showing, that, showing to people that you genuinely care. And listen, how have you been? How you, I hope you, you guys are fine. And you know, as you're listening, Clayton quoted it, I said, be still and know that I'm God. When you're listening with this posture of the verse I shared earlier, Zechariah 8.23, that God wants to bring the nations. When you're listening with that mindset that this might be an opportunity to bring God's blessing, just being here, and you're listening, as you're still listening, I tell you most times, God will whisper to you what to say, what to ask, what to say, that will just open more doors. But most times we're not. We're just in a hurry to like just breeze through. Jesus, another thing we can pick from, from Jesus was so the first one was he had the voice of the, of the beggar in the midst of the crowd. He allowed himself to be interrupted. The next thing, he did not assume or prejudge knowing the need of the beggar, which was obvious. He's, he's blind, it was obvious, but you know, Jesus did not assume. 
assumptions and subconscious prejudgment stands in the way of, blessing, of us blessing our neighbors because we easily assume, oh, he's blind. It's obvious he was blind, but is that what he really wants? Jesus did not assume, and he, because he asked him, what do you want me to do for you? If I'll be honest myself, with my passion, I was like, oh, receive, be healed immediately. That's what I want to do. But Jesus just said, what do you want me to do? Can we be those that do not assume when we see people on the streets? Recently, the Lord has been staring me on that, especially, you know, lots of people come to the streets to ask you for stuff, money. And we are very quick to say, oh, they're all drug addicts. We use it on drugs. It's not all of them that will use it for that. Just be sensitive to the spirit. Some of them just want someone to listen. On, I think two weeks ago, Canary Wharf, a guy just walked up to me. Oh, it's homeless, blah, blah, blah. And I just, I, I, I stopped and listened. <laughs> so after I listened to him, I listened to what he wants. Then I said, I work with a homeless charity. We give homes to people that are homeless. Can I take you to my office? Uh, we, I know we have rooms that will be happy to give you. And we started working together. So I said, come with me. We have a restaurant as well, so I'll, I'll buy you some food. And as we're walking, you know, the next thing he did, he stopped me. He said, can, I, can he be honest with me? He's a homeless, truly, but he actually just wants to buy alcohol. <laughs> and that's what he wanted. But what, what blessed me was the fact that I listened and stayed. He now became honest. I said, I'm afraid I might not be able to help you with that, but if you need accommodation, this is my address. You can find us here. My point is the world is looking for those that will listen. Let's not just prejudge and assume that everybody is. The last, I mean, the fourth thing Jesus did was he asked the blind beggar, what could I do for, what could, could he do for him? And waited to listen to his answer. There are times we ask questions, we don't even wait for answers. We ask the question, then we're answering it already. We do that. Even in meetings, don't you? If meeting, corporate meetings, you do that. See people ask meeting, ask the question. Before anyone answers, they've started giving the answer. Then, then you'll be wondering, then why did you gather us here? <laughs> then there's no point for this meeting if you already knew what to do. And it's the same in personal interactions. You know, we ask people questions, but we're not really wanting to hear the answers. Can we be like Jesus with those that wait? You're your flesh, your body will want to be itching to I know this, I, I think I know the answer. But most times you don't. Let's look at the blind beggar. The blind beggar, lots of things to learn from him. He listened to what was happening to his environment. He listened. I'm conscious of time, I need to run now. He listened to what is happening in his environment. You know, because he said, What's happening? What is happening? You know, and they said, Oh, Jesus is passing. How many of us actually listen to what's happening in the environment? What's happening? I don't, let me just share one with you that I've been listening to, trying to pay attention to. It's Lee Strauss. My heart has gone a lot to Lee Strauss, especially our children. You know, in the midst of what's happening, I would pay attention to it, to remember that she's, she has a family, the effect of what is happening. And as I've been paying attention to that, my heart. I just felt compassion and just to pray for her and to pray for the children. Can you imagine the mental health, the challenges that all this drama could have to the children? Are we, can we be like the beggar that listens to what is happening around us? Amen? 
He was curious. He was interested in what was happening around him. He listened to what was happening in the place God has placed him. Then shouted to Jesus for his attention. He refused to get discouraged. He did not assume Jesus knew what he needed or needed. When Jesus asked him, you know some of us, like, God, you already know what I need. You, God, you see everything, you know what I mean? But God oftentimes wants you to say what you want me to do. It, it, it's a spiritual principle there because, yes, he knows all things, but he likes us to engage and say, Lord, I, that I may see him have my sight. When Jesus asked him, what would you want me to do? So I want to encourage us, can we be specific in our request to God? You know, don't just assume, God, you see everything. You know what? Tell, be specific, Lord, that I might see my sight, have my sight. That was like the beggar. The, the third group is the crowd. They represented the distractions by way of noise. They wanted him to be quiet. They had given up on him. Perhaps they concluded Jesus was too busy and would not have time for him. They asked the beggar to be quiet instead of listening to his voice. As I was preparing for this sermon, I was just rebuked by the Lord that I, I hope I, I'm not like the crowd. When people are listen, looking for Jesus, I'm shutting them up. In our various contexts, you know at times we can be like the crowd? People, in, the beggar knew he needed Jesus to save him, but most of our colleagues at work, neighborhoods, our friends, they don't know that it's Jesus they need. When I worked in special needs, they said every behavior is communication. I worked with kids that can't talk and for about five years. And, and those kids, every behavior, when they throw a tantrum, is communication. As I was meditating on this preach, I just realized that, do you know at times, the behaviors you see amongst our various, in our friends, neighborhoods, context, it might be something communicating that I need Jesus. But they don't even know that it's Jesus they need. And God has placed us there to be able to point them to him. By how? Being listeners, being effective listeners. Honestly, you'll be amazed that when you pause and just listen to people, the doors that God can open to you blessing their lives. Listening is powerful. Don't underestimate it. Don't underestimate it. A couple of things that I just want to emphasize Listening to the heart. So like we said, listening is paying attention. Listening to the heart. Everyone has a story. But few people are willing to listen to the story. Can we be those that commit this morning to be those that listen to people's story? And I don't know about you. I, I, every time I listen to people's story and I come back to it later, how is this happening? That's your daughter. How, I remember I walked for somewhere I work. When people tell me about their stories, just you know, by listening, and you, the following day you follow up, or how is this going with this? It's just, oh, you remembered. It opens doors. You know, and some of them are struggling, they come back, oh, this happened, are you sure? Okay, I, are you happy for me to pray with you on that? I'm a Christian, I believe that in the power of prayer. Oh, yes, pray. I've seen something since God took me this journey of being a good listener. I just see it's like a magnet. I tend to attract people to share, me their, share, to me, share their stories to me. There's a disposition you have. You know, there's a disposition you can have that is always, and the UK can make you to have that disposition. It's always on the go. There's, there's, this, there's this, you know, it's always, I work in London, so we are always, boom, 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 boom. and everybody feels hurried, rushed. Let's be those that, in the midst of our busy schedules, that can listen to people's story, listen to their hearts, 
At times, what people are even telling you, as they're talking to you and you're listening, the Lord is telling you something else about them. And like, you know, and just listen. You don't need to say anything. He said, be still and know that I'm God. Listening forces us to allow God to work. Not listening is, is almost, as I was preparing for this time, it's a display of pride in a way. You know, because you think you know, honestly, not listening at times can be like a display of pride. So let me just encourage us not to do that. Um, I'll just share one more story then I'll round up. Bola and, jo- and Joshne, last month when we went on the street for outreach, um, they stood by the prayer stand we have. We have a prayer stand. Would you like to stop for prayer? We have that stand. So both of them stood there while the rest of us went preaching. And this 80s walked straight to them and basically was just telling them he loves Christians. He loves what the, the morals of Christians. He believes, he likes it. He feels they shouldn't apologize for it, but he doesn't think he can be a Christian because he's a rationalist, that he can't reason it out. You know, he just went on and on and they listened. And when, at some point they told him that, but he can believe as well. Then he said there's one of his Christian mate friends that's a, a Christian that keeps telling him that he's on a long road to the, to, to the, the kingdom. And, and Bola and, and Josh just told him that they echoed that to that, that he's close, that he, he just needs to open God, his heart to God. The next thing, they spent the most of the conversation listening to him. And afterwards, after they just the few minutes, they had to chip the gospel, you know, one word. But he, he, if you really seek the Lord, he will reveal himself to you, even now. I said, and asked, can we, pray, can we pray with you? He said, yes. And they prayed with him. Now, that, they, they did not say, oh, the Bible said, they, did a, they literally listened to him, an opportunity opened, and they had a prayer with him. My point is, we see that a lot when we go on the streets. More people are willing to talk than you ever imagined. Just be there to listen. Just be there to listen. Listen to people's heart. Listen to places. Listen to places. Acts of Apostle John, I mean, went about listening. I mean, Acts, Paul went about listening in Acts 17. Then he saw something to the unknown God and used that to spread the gospel. Listen to the pain in places. What's the challenges and difficulties that exist in those communities? Listen to, to the pennies that has to do with the economy. What kind of jobs make up that community? How has the local economy be affected by the lives of people living there? Power, who are the people of influence in that community? Listen to them, how can I, the mayor, business owners, local pub, who, how can I get close to all those people? Parties, what is it that connects the, the community you live in, likes to celebrate? Listen to those things. Listen to the pain, pennies, power, and parties. What is it that people like to celebrate? It gives you opportunity to serve that community. Because someday when you listen to those things, God gives you opportunity to serve the community. I'll round up with a last point. Listen to cultures. Listening across cultures. Listening across cultures allows us to be culturally intelligent by being aware of what is the need of a person from another culture from us. Effectively listening unlocks cultural intelligence. The ability to walk effectively across cultures. We gain understanding of the differences and similarities between cultures when we listen. Listen. The book rounded up with a story that I would like to share before we pray. Some missionaries went to India from, from one of the West developed countries with a lot of stuff 
you know, they wanted to start a school, they wanted to start a clinic. They went with lots of stuff to India. And when they got to this particularly remote village, they wanted to, to just start to, you know, execute all those plans they had. They just occurred to them, let them ask the villagers what they wanted. And the villagers said they wanted a post office. <laughs> and they were like, are you serious? A post office? That's what you want? Like a mail? Yeah, that, that, they said that's what they want. They were, they, they, we can step out school clean. They said, no, they want just a mail post that in the map of the world you can find them. There's a postcode that you'll be able to find them. Anyway, as it, as it works out, they ended up doing that. It took a long process to get that done. And apparently, in India, when you have a postcode, then you can get access to government resources. You can get, and that was what they wanted. But if they did not stop to listen to that community, they would have done something else. And you know, we do that a lot when we meet the cultures. We just feel we know what they need, especially as God is bringing different nations to us. Listening to people is, it will help you to, to build cultural intelligence, to know how to relate with various cultures. And, and we'll round up with that. I want to just say a prayer for those of you here this morning. You're, you're not yet following Jesus. And throughout the preach, Mama just brought a powerful word and about you know, giving your life to Christ. Can I encourage you to make a commitment? It would do you good. Come find me. I'll lead you in a prayer. And those of us that are here, can we commit to listening to our loved ones? We're going to pray in a minute. I said, Lord, please help me to listen to my various contexts. For the sake of time, I'll just say the prayer and, 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 and Scott and Mo will come up. To listen, to really listen. Can we pray just in your seated position? Father, I just want to thank you because the more we, 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 we just examine our Christian life, we just see the power of, of listening. You listen to us. You're patient with us. Would you make us to be those that listen? Really listen, not just listening for the sake of saying our, our own opinion, but listening to the hearts, listening to places, listening across cultures, in our various contexts. We don't want to be just the sermon series to just go, and we are not those that listen. We want to be those that listen. Even to our spouses, our children, help us to pause and allow ourselves to be interrupted. Lord, help us not to be so fixated about our programs and our agendas to allow you to walk in us and through us, to be those that are effective listeners, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let the church start a resounding amen.